Journeyman Chronicles. up your butt and you're like stop following me yeah <laughs> it's like so childish it's but, she, but it's like she's got to be like my freaking shadow that's all and there's it's like give me give me there was a six foot rule all over this country and this world and she just totally she has to be there doesn't apply to her you're her daddy there's times where she follows me so closely that i walk like up into the kitchen <laughs> and then i'm like i'm turning around <laughs> And I'm like, what, what, how long were you there? (laughs) (laughs) Or she'll follow me into the kitchen and then I won't know. And I'll go back into the family room and she's behind (laughs) me the whole time. And I'm like looking in the family room, like, where'd you go? And she's like in the hallway behind me. She She means well. She's a good kid. I don't know. It like hurts my feelings when you say that. Stop following me. But you I don't say it the first time or the first day. You sound it's, like it's at the end of the day when she's been following me all day. You sound like the older sibling that's annoyed by the <laughs> But it's like she'll be sitting there chilling and then I'll walk out and she decides she has to walk out with me. I'm like, you were just sitting fine. Alright. So let's get this started. I'm going to um, I want to do a wrap up of um, the previous episode. And I kind of want to make this a habit since I can't do interviews every week. I'll do an interview every other week. But then on the off week, I want to have like a wrap up episode kind of like uh, uh, we'll talk about the interview that I did and how I felt about it. Instead of just kind of like writing it in little posts here and there and sharing it with people, uh, I got work and stuff. I'd rather just kind of put it in the episode and share like my very candid thoughts as opposed to like my structured interview-esque way of doing things. So that's what I wanted to do with this. Um so the interviews will be posted Monday or beginning of the week. And then at the end of the week will be the wrap up. And then I'll wait next week. Nothing. And then the interview starts all over again. And that's the cycle that I want to do. It's the only way that I can keep my content up while also giving me the time that I need. Because this editing wise is nothing compared to an interview. I probably won't even really edit this at all. I could just slap this on and it's done. Um, so I interviewed Stacy and Tracy and I know you haven't listened to it yet. Sorry. It's all good. My work gets in the way. I'm not, uh, not really knocking you. It's all good. All good. This is women's history month. So you don't have to give me any explanation. I never have to give you any explanation. (laughs) Get corrected. (laughs) Just saying it's all good. Hope, but hopefully you'll you'll catch up. I'll listen to what, it this weekend for oh. sure. No, nah, I'm just playing. No, but I I interviewed Stacy and Tracy, and um, they listened to the interview yesterday. They're very very um, thankful. They were grateful. They loved it, which I was glad 
Um, they're really, really happy about it. They shared it with their family. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. They're really, really happy about it. People at work came up to me today. Um, a couple that I didn't know were even listening to the podcast. How that cool. They, they liked the interview or that they didn't know I was doing that, but they saw Stacy and Tracy's episode. Very good. So, yeah, it was cool. And that's that's the fun part about this is kind of um, having these little engagements where people talk about what they heard and how they enjoyed it. You know, buddy of mine at work was like, that's the first time I ever heard you talk that much in the five and a half years that I've worked here. <laughs> I didn't realize that I was not that talkative. I'm talkative, but I'm also, you know, all fairness know. to him, you he know. catches me on the, when I'm working the overtime. So he probably sees me when I'm grouchy, super grouchy. But anyway, it was it was cool. It was cool to um, to do that interview and to talk about, you know, what twins, what twins go through and, and, and their perspective. And obviously, you know, Tracy and Stacy don't speak for all twins, but I have what I would have to think that the the majority of twins would would agree with, you know, constantly being compared to one another. And not really looked at as an individual. And there was a lot of things as I was editing when I while I was editing the while I was editing the episode, I was thinking of a lot of the things that I take for granted as a single person. You know, uh, that I don't have to worry about. And, and, and like stupid little things, and I'm I'm trying to remember what it was now because I was thinking about it on the way home. But like, I know who I am. Mm-hmm. It's just simple as that. I know the person I am. I know who I am. I know that I have my good days and I know I have my bad days. But I own that. It would be a trip to kind of have these beliefs in yourself and then at the same time have people still question you because you're not who you who they thought you would be based on the perception of how your sibling is your twin right you know what i mean and so it's that's that's a trippy way of looking at it and i don't know that makes any sense for anybody that's listening but to have this like um tug of war with who you are only because there's somebody else that looks identical to you. Um, I don't know what that, what that's like. I know what it's like to have like a, a tug of war with siblings, you know, when you've got the, the multiple brothers or sisters or the middle child is always the one that's dealing with sure. the brunt of it. The, the youngest is the baby and the oldest has the most responsibilities, but the funny thing with that is even though that they're twins, there's an older and a younger. There's an older and a younger. Tracy was born 20 minutes earlier. And you could tell even while talking with them. Oh, really? You could tell that Tracy was the one that is up in front. Mm-hmm. She's a little bit more reserved where Stacy is a little bit more, I don't want to say welcoming because they're both very welcoming. They were welcoming when I met them. Absolutely. 
But Stacy is a little bit more like she'll let her guard down a little bit more. She's a little bit more open <laughs> and receptive. Where I think with Tracy, you gotta earn her trust just a little bit more. And then once you do, then you can see a lot more of the similarities between the two. But that was cool. It was cool to to listen to them tell their just. You know, stories that probably anybody would listen to that and go, you know, well, what's the big deal? Why is this in the interview? But when I listen to it again and I play it back, one of the people that I work with was unaware of how this was affecting them until he heard it played back. You see what I'm saying? And he was guilty of looking at them as you're the good one, you're the bad one. Mm-hmm. And he innocently didn't mean that, you know, but he just didn't realize how that was affecting, affecting them him. until he heard them talk about it. Um, well, something good just for as, you for helping bring that awareness about. Yeah, which is something just as small as that. You know, that's But that's the whole point of the podcast. Sure. Something that small. And um, make a big difference. To make in a the big difference. Run. Yeah. And you can't have the I have a bad day excuse because right. now you have to kind of like explain I'm having a bad day, but I'm also my own person. And it's like, why do I even have to go to that extreme? So, well, it's even just like, you know, I didn't, I never ever thought about it until you were doing the interview and you were giving me some of the perspective or background on it. And I was just kind of like blown away, you know, to anybody that's not a twin or I would like to think most of us that aren't twins. It's like, oh, my God, that's so cute. Oh, we should dress you the same and we should try to make you guys as similar as possible. And let's see if we can trick people into thinking you guys are the same person. And (laughs) like when you're living it, it has to get old really fast and you don't think about that perspective because we don't live it right and it 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 was very eye-opening for me and i haven't even listened to the whole interview yet but just even talking about it when you were brought it the idea to me and we talked about you doing it and then afterward you telling me some of the interview i was like really blown away and realizing how guilty i've been in that i mean i wanted to have twins myself and you know for all the wrong reasons right yeah you know that's a good point because that conversation came up often when you were pregnant both times we're oh we're twins running the family and they're you know it's always like this like wild idea as stressful as it is oh my god to have twins but then it's just like wow we we could have you know matching you start thinking along those lines which i'm sure is is fun and at some point but then after a while you know they even said it themselves that they would take a change of clothes to the bus stop and their mom would dress them alike and then they'd go to school and they'd change at a young age so it was at a young age that they were aware that they had different tastes and different ways of of, of expressing themselves because it's a human need and want to feel like an individual. Yeah. And when that's taken away from you at birth, simply by being born a twin, I can't imagine 
the ramifications that that brings to you emotionally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and even though they are, even though they're vying for their individualism or their individuality and, and they should, but you can also see how much they welcome and, and embrace being a twin the because there's the uniqueness of it, because not only are they're, they're, they're sisters, but they're twins. There's a, an extra bond there, how close they are like that. I would think for the most part, most twins have, and that's something that nobody can understand. And I'm sure that's difficult for a twin to explain, but it, I can see it as much as they are who they are. They're their individual person. They're also a twin and that's my other half and that's my best friend. And that's, you know, um, when Tracy was talking about her, her late husband, Charlie and how Charlie, um, wanted to, to marry Tracy, Tracy told him, you're also marrying my, my, my sister in, in a way where she's in my life nonstop. You're going to have to accept that. And I didn't think about that until she mentioned it. Like her birthday is Stacy's birthday. Celebrations are, are going to be made together because you are one, not one person, but you are one person in a way. And it, it was like this fine line that they have learned to dance in their life. And so asking people to understand it, but also thanking people for embracing their being them being twins was is this dance that they're doing. And I think it was just a a, a dope interview to have where people could finally just kind of hear it from their perspective just a little bit more. So being a parent of twins. Yeah. And that's what I said. Well, her their her mom is their her so their uncles her their uncle and aunts are fraternal twins so her mom went through this as a child with her siblings being fraternal twins and then she had twins of her own so yeah and she's they said that the mom handled it pretty well their mother handled it pretty well you know as far as like keeping up with understanding how they were feeling and 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 it has to be a big that's, job. That's got it. Oh my god! I mean, we deal with it with a one and three year old, and there's you know a two year difference there. Well, you and, see people like who got like the triplets and then the quadruplets, right? Like, how do you deal with all of those and emotions? The, uh, the mom from twenty years ago. Oh. Now she's got twenty year olds, eight of them. That's just. I think. I don't. That's just more than I can handle. How do you? I mean, God, yeah. They're all God bless their yelling mom. or screaming or getting each other wound up or getting each other up. That's just a lot. Or even just the simple things or better not said simple things, but even those monumental moments that they may not be experiencing at the same time, like getting engaged or yeah. breakups yeah, or I don't know, getting a driver's license. Like what if one fails and the other one passes? Like getting into colleges or grades and school. It just is. There's a constant toggle of emotion between two children that you're trying to be emotionally available for at the same time that could be yeah. very different roads. 
Well, yeah, because we're, yeah. It, I can, I can't imagine, better said, I cannot imagine how taxing that must be. I mean, and I, I'm sure as a parent, you just learn to deal with it like most parents do with most things. And there's only so much you can do and so much you can try to learn and cope with, but it has to be somewhat exhausting sometimes and worrisome. Yeah, peace to the peace to the parents of twins, yeah. especially mothers. I mean, shout out to the fathers too, but I mean to carry twins. Oof. Your grandmother had twins. Yeah, I remember my uncle says that his last name is Flores because he fell out of her onto the floor. <laughs> so long ago. She didn't know she had twins, though. She did not. Okay, so that's a that's another story. There is is being pregnant with twins, but not even knowing. Can you imagine a no, second this child was... hitting the? No wonder the child hit the floor. Your uncle hit the floor because they weren't. What right. was she doing? Getting ready to walk away or something? She was going to the bathroom. She was going to the bathroom. Not walk away. Like she's. I mean, she's not going home. She had to relax for a couple of days. But I'm saying, like, she wasn't expecting another child. And there it is. That's the beauty of having twins. But you don't know what you're going to get? A child could hit the floor? That's what, a beautiful you... thing. Oh, okay. Not just, it's unexpected? Just, it's, like, uh, it's like a stork just came and dropped off another <laughs> baby. But not really. You think about it. Sure. You're prepared for one baby. You give birth. I, I mean, and right, now there's two. There's a lot of shit going on. You're giving birth. And all of a sudden, There's you're like, two. you're like, ah, oh, thank God, I'm holding my baby. You're crying. You're kissing the baby. I'm sure this was like what in the fifties, sixties, so right, fifties. So the, the technology wasn't as ramped up as it is now, but they're still, you know, they're wiping the baby clean. And then all of a sudden, you get up to use the bathroom, and another child comes out. So another child just showed up. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> can't you imagine if that would happen? Oh my god! But can you imagine, like everybody's surprised? Like, do you think the doctors were like, "What the fuck? Where did this baby come from?" <laughs> I still would. I have to ask my grandmother if that is a true story or if that's. A I wonder farce, if she was like, "You fuckers but... did not tell me <laughs> I had two children in this stomach of mine. My womb was." Not showing two children. Well, they had no technology. Right, that's what I mean. She wouldn't have had an ultrasound. But you mean they don't know? Twins have been around just as long as anybody. <laughs> it's not like they just started having twins that's in such, the fucking sixties. That's such and an 70s. educated statement. Twins have been around just as long as anybody. That's like a slogan you put on a T-shirt. We've been around just as long as you fuckers. Treat <laughs> us with respect. No, but I'm saying like we should get Stacy and Tracy Tracy that t-shirt. I'm gonna ask them that question. I'll just go I'll just look it up. You mean to tell You me should that? ask them though if their mom knew that they were she was having twins. I should, I should. I'll ask them. I'll ask them, yeah. I just I can't. They're younger than my uncles, so maybe they Maybe they did. Anyway, great interview. 
Thank you for all those people out there that are listening and all the comments. Um, and thank you to Stacy and Tracy for being you, vulnerable yes. and sharing. Yes, because um, uh, contrary to any type of belief out there, it's not easy to to start talking about your life. It's intimate. It's very intimate. It's very vulnerable. It's very personal. Um, and you know, in the right in the right cir- uh, situation and circumstances, it's it just hits you, and you're ready to sit down and talk. And then there's times where you just you're not. So that's that's the game that I'm playing as a host. I try to make sure I I ask questions that are respectful and make sure everything is you know kosher. And uh, I've just been very blessed and lucky to have great guests and interviews where people are willing to to share some shit. And even when people aren't willing, I'm I'm still getting something, you know. Um, but yeah, great interview, loved it. So, Twin Life Twenty One. Now, I also wanted to talk about our date night last week or this oh, past Saturday. So great, such a great date night. We had a great date night. It was probably one of our better date nights. I I think one of them. Period. One of the best. Yeah, I, I mean it was the it. We had a a really um, unfulfilling experience like a month ago, or about three weeks ago, right? We went to Lang- we went into Lancaster and um, more than a month ago. Oh, was it really? Anyway. Regardless, sure, it's a month and a half. The point is, is though, we went into town. Um, we thought we had, we thought we had a, a date night with friends. another another couple of friend, friends of ours, and we ended up goofing up the. I ended up goofing the up dates. the dates. Baby, it's we. I take ownership. I know, but I'm going to take ownership with you. Thank you, baby. It's Women's History Month. You don't have to do this on your own. I got you. I'll I'll say it. I fucked it up. I, my Google Calendar was not syncing with my phone correctly. Um, so we decided to make the best of it. Right. And I'm not going to name in the names of the restaurants because that's I don't want to get into that type of okay. mentality here. But they were restaurants in the city, mm-hmm. and for whatever that are well reasons, known that are well known, and it was just our luck back to back. Literally, we left the first one because we were not getting serviced. They didn't serve us for 15 minutes. 15 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. We got sat and that was it. <laughs> we gave them our drinks. Our drink order. Orders. Yeah. Give them our drink orders and we never. And it wasn't busy. It wasn't busy. It was a weeknight. Bartender was. It was a Tuesday night. Was Monday night. Flirting at the end of the bar with another couple. Mm-hmm. We were sitting there. And it was at that point where I was like, man, this is taking way too long. I can only imagine how long the food will take. Mm-hmm. So we left. So we left. Out. We left and thinking, let's go to a spot we've been to before that we had great service. And we went there and it was another shit show. Mm-hmm. Right. So we had this. This is a horrible experience. That's the whole point of me bringing this up is. We had a horrible experience, but Lancaster is where we were. We are from. We're born and raised. Typically, most of our date nights are are in Lancaster, where we love to be. 
So Saturday, we went out to see, uh, I bought tickets to see Speak to My Soul, which was at the uh, Ware Center. Saturday night. Written and produced by Avita Colon. Avita Colon wrote it, produced it. Um, and I was really excited about this. And when I showed it to you, you were all about it. So we got, we got, we, we look fly. Got tickets. We got, we got babysitter. Tickets. We were going to go out and enjoy ourselves. And beforehand, we went out and got something to eat. Let's make the best out of it. Best out of it. And I could tell as soon as we got into Lancaster, and we good it was good vibes. The weather was great. Weather was dope. It was nice. It was nice enough to walk, but you didn't really want to walk too much. So I apologize about that. It was fine. I, I apologize about that. Um, More so at the end of the night that I was like, mm. well, it worked out. It fine. did. I, 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 yeah. We went to Queen Street Bistro. No, Queen Street Brewery. No, you're right. Queen Street Bistro. We went to Queen Street Bistro. Mm-hmm. Where the old Federal Tap House yes. is located on Queen Street. So it's got the beautiful curved window siding. Um, the weather's nice. So it was just, it was real nice. We walked in. They were nice, friendly, very nice, welcoming. Mm-hmm. We went to the bar. We don't usually do. You're right. It's usually because it's usually because I don't you. want to sit at the bar because of my knee. But I was feeling, I was feeling pretty fly that night. Mm-hmm. And I said, "You looked very handsome." I said, "Let's go sit at the bar." Only I'll be honest. When they asked if we had reservations, I thought, "Oh, oh, oh, oh. they're <laughs> going to tell us we can't sit down. <laughs> Let's go to the bar." Because I was hungry and I wanted some beer. So <clears throat> we had, do we have the same thing? Do we, I had a burger. You had the same thing? No, I had a different burger, but I did have a burger. Okay, so we both had burgers, which were great. The food was good. Beer was Beer was great. good. Our server was so friendly. Yeah, so Kaylee. Was that her name? She was so sweet. Well, it was, spelled, it was spelled... W- a way that I th- I think is pronounced Kaylee. I could be completely fucking butchering her name, and I'm not trying to. But she was very she sweet, was friendly, and yep. engaged, and gave good recommendations, and was attentive. Yeah, it was good. It was just an overall great experience. And you know what I like? And we talked about it. It didn't seem crowded. Uh, it was very spacey, very spacious. You know, nobody was hanging over you at the bar, bumping into you. Uh, music was nice. Um, so we eat, we drink, we're feeling good. We walk, since it's only a block or so away, we walk to the wear center. Um, we get there. Which I love the wear center. Shout out to Millersville University and that project because it really, they, they really did a beautiful job with that building and the arts that are performed. Yeah. Really, the Millersville University has done a great job. There My was, alma mater. There was a yes. There was <laughs> a a plethora of uh, black art all through the lobby. Um, on canvassed art, and and I was trying to look at it as much as possible. So I'm not sure if I'm missing. I don't know if there's any sculptures that I think it was just canvassed art. 
There was some jewelry as well. Jewelry? This is beautiful. It was. It was breathtaking. And I right away I was just feeling that vibe. And we went in, we sat down. Um and the show starts and it's that was uh Speak to My Soul was very um uh it literally was breathtaking. I was sitting on the edge of my seat at one point because I was really wanting to keep diving into what I was seeing and hearing. I have been to many different productions, several Broadway shows, and it was hands down one of the best productions I've ever been to. It was beautiful. It was provoking. It was moving. It was... um it was Talk. funny. It was yeah. real. It was raw. It was thought provoking, emotional. I mean, it was absolutely engaging. Speaking about and uh, speaking for and about black lives, black people, the black voices, empowering it, hearing it, seeing it. Um, unapologetic which is a word that was used and as you were throughout the night listening and watching you could you could start to feel it yourself being unapologetic about wanting to clap and scream because there's a lot of people that were engaged mm -hmm. listening it was like the audience became a part of that experience as well it was so dope it was so dope and i was so happy that we were there um, so shout out to Avita Cologne, um, her team, all of them. And I don't have the names here to, to, to shout them out, but there wasn't anything about that show where I was like, Meh. it was flawless. Yeah, it really, truly was flawless from beginning to end. The the it was a it was a two hour show with a 15 minute intermission, mm -hmm. but it went like that. Yeah. It went like that. And, you know, sitting in those row in those seats like that, I'm not comfortable with that with my bad knee. And I didn't even I mean, I, I was stretching my leg out because I was feeling it, but it wasn't bothering me. I was so engulfed in what I was watching. The, the spoken word, um, music, the music, the, the pain that you were feeling. The, there was a, I was getting emotional. I, oh, my God. I cried so was, much. It was just so, yeah, it was just, um, I know. I, I'm hoping that we have an opportunity to see it again, that they make this something that is brought to us again so that we can go again. I'd love to take Kirsten. Yeah. Um, I was talking to my best friend, Madeline, about it. I, I just think she would enjoy it so greatly. It was just so powerful into what black and latinx women what we go through what we've been through what we continue to struggle through and the opportunities that are often missed by us because of society the pressures that are put on us that are unspoken the monumental discrepancies mm. that yeah. there are the judgments that are made the for somebody like it was so impactful to me um 
when Avita Colon was being very candid about, in many ways, her not being black enough, but also not being Latina enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've, I've seen that and I see the racism that happens within our own cultures. Yeah. Um, even within, like, for me, the Puerto Rican culture and the Puerto Rican community, I've seen it my whole life. Even, you know, within the Hispanic community, you know, the Cubans versus the Mexicans versus the Dominicans versus the Puerto Ricans and the Puerto Ricans within themselves with, you know, we come from blonde, blue eyes. Yeah, the different shades to, of skin yeah, that to, we have. To very dark with coarse hair. And it's like, it doesn't matter where you fit there. There's always going to be somebody that has to say something about it. So it was very inspiring and it was really beautiful in many ways to see that the culture and some of what is our roots just continues to shine through. You know, I remember telling you at one point, like even just the music, you know, I was born here um i'm puerto rican my parents are both puerto rican and my children are now children of two puerto rican Mm. people that are born here but even from now ava being a year old even from before then music would she would move her body in a certain way Mm -hmm. to the rhythms yeah and even that is just like our roots it's our roots it's how our natives danced it's what they did and the body has an innate way of continuing that from generation to generation whether we want to accept it or not Mm. I, i appreciate you bringing that up thank you because not only was this cast all black and brown people it was all black and brown women mm-hmm it was all women cast. It was all women cast, it was and it was awesome. It was it was great, and it, what I loved was, um, and and I don't know if this if this production will take place again. I I wasn't. I'm not. I don't know Evita. I don't know anybody that performed. I wasn't asked to talk about uh, this production. I'm just doing it because I thought it was fucking dope. Because it was moving. Um, but I thought it was so cool that it was taking place at the end of black heritage month into women's history month. I know originally this was supposed to, this production was, well, it was supposed to, she had to cancel. It was originally scheduled for the beginning of February, but they had to cancel it, I think because of COVID. So they rescheduled it for the end of February. So I, I think it was probably more so for black history month. that was it was uh to take place but it did take place to end the month but then also to begin women's history month so i don't know if if they're looking at it from that angle but i was appreciating that because it was it was all women and they all fucking killed it Mm -hmm. um and as a man i was just soaking in as much as i could because there was a lot of when we were talking about we're just talking about being vulnerable and opening yourself up. There's a lot of that that they that they were speaking about through their spoken word, through their music. 
um, the emotion and the empowerment. Oh my God. I mean, that's why it was so emotional. Like, I mean, it was truly a movement of empowering one another as women, as black women, as Latin women, as women in general. It was a movement our one another. It got uh, emotional just thinking about it. It was just so absolutely amazing. Yeah, the next day, that's all I saw were. I mean, we're still talking about it. People posting. <laughs> yeah. Well, people were posting. It was. And what, what was dope is it was like. This was uh, uh, giving props and giving flowers to women that are here. You said that she was from here. I, I, I'm pretty sure she's from Lank. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and right now, uh, I know that they're. Um, her and her wife are opening up a winery. Uh, Concrete Rose, uh, forgive me, I might be butchering the name, but I, I know that they had just gotten their liquor license. So there's there's big things there. And from that, they're going to be, um, I think it's a bookstore and they're going to do some other things there. Pretty exciting shit, but it's, it's, it is empowering. And, um, you know, when you see black and, and brown women, Latina women, um, making moves like that, it's it's inspiring. I think that's that's fair to say. So, thank you, Evita Colon, and, and again her team, because we had a fucking blast, <laughs> and we laughed talking about it all. We went to the cigar bar after that. We had some more drinks and a cigar, and uh, we just talked about speak speak to my soul um I, i'm it spoke to our soul it spoke to our soul i know i think today they just released it for streaming so you can listen to the <gasps> really to the uh soundtrack get out um no nah, i'm not getting out i'm being i'm being serious here can you share the link so i can follow yeah i can <laughs> i can i can do that for you i'll listen to your podcast first i promise it's okay like i said i'm not uh not, listen you do whatever you got to do babe worry about it i'm right here whenever you want to listen to you can just ask me and i'll fill you in thanks <laughs> all right well we're gonna wrap this up but i just wanted to uh after watching speak to my soul i was like i want to talk about this and again i was never asked to do it no one's paying me to do it i just wanted to do it and uh i knew if i mentioned it to you you'd want to do it with me so thank you very much I will see you all for my next interview, Norma Vasquez. That's my next interview. Um, I'm excited about that. Latina owns her own business. She is a, um, what do you call it? Like a breastfeeding specialist. Lactation um, consultant. Lactation consultant. Uh, and I'm, uh, this was a, a really good experience f uh, for me because I was, I was kind of... Um, uh, and, and I'm going to leave this in, in the in the podcast when I edit it. But I was, it was an opportunity where I was able to learn something. An opportunity for growth. Yeah, and and um, Norma was very gracious and educating me. And uh, we'll get to that later when that when when the time comes from the episode, I'll, I'll break uh, into that a little bit more. But I'm excited. I will see you then. 
Until then, y'all be safe, maintain focus, and stay continues through all four seasons. Huge accolades to all the women out there making movements. Keep moving. <laughs>